Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Jesus, Jesus, the name that cannot be overcome. You know, no matter what your challenge is, no matter what name is on that challenge, the name of Jesus overwhelms it. The name of Jesus is greater than the economy. The name of Jesus is greater than divorce. The name of Jesus is greater than sickness. The name of Jesus is greater than cancer. The name of Jesus is greater than COVID-19. His name cannot be overcome. Praise his name today, church. Thank you again for joining us for Church Online today. I wanted to let you know that we are developing a strategy to reconvene, and as I have continued to say throughout this whole process, it it is fluid, and you're just going to have to be flexible with us, but I did want to share with you what our plan is moving forward so far. Next week, we're going to have a soft opening with just staff and their families and the band and their families, and we will be broadcasting that service online so that you can be a part of that experience, and and we're just going to do some some testing, some trial, a trial run with that. And then on June 7th, Sunday, June 7th, we plan to host multiple services right here in this facility at 50% capacity for those that your immune systems are not compromised. Now, if your immune system is compromised, we're going to ask you to stay home for your protection. Uh, But don't worry, we're going to continue to stream our services so that everyone can be a part in person and at home. We will practice social distancing here in this facility for the time being, and and we're going to have some guidelines in place when you walk in. Just a few things that I want to prepare you in advance for. At first, our foyer is not going to be in the building. Even though we have a nice, new, beautiful foyer, uh, we're going to say that our foyer is outside and in the parking lot, and and you're going to be asked to walk straight through the foyer to the sanctuary, and then after service, vice versa, leave the sanctuary, go back out through the foyer and you can congregate and talk outside practicing social distancing there. I also want to say that we're not going to have children's ministry at first and and this is just the new norm for right now. Instead families are going to worship together in the main auditorium and we're going to do our best to cater to all ages. Um, Sure we're going to have a few restrictions but we're going to be back together and we're going to be here in our new church home. So stay tuned this week DCC and, and, and see how you can sign up to attend and we're going to make this process as easy as we possibly can for all of you but we're excited. Today, we're still at home, obviously, so let's continue our series at home. This is a series about the places where we reside physically, spiritually, and mentally, and and, uh, we're taking a close look at the homes that Jesus visited. Last week, we looked at the time that Jesus visited the home of Simon Peter, and although it was an exhausting day of ministry, Jesus still made it a priority to heal And I told you that Jesus in the house brings healing to the house. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love to climb trees. I don't know what changed because now I'm scared of heights. But as a kid, I wasn't. I I used to love to climb trees. And I would climb trees in the backyard. There was a park that was about a block behind our house. And I would walk a trail back to the park. And I would climb trees there. A friend of mine, his name was Alan. He lived a few doors down. And he had a tree house. And and we would climb trees to get up into the tree house. And and I I don't know how high it was. It, it, It looked extremely tall to me as a child. But we would even climb up above the tree house, up into the trees. And I remember this one evening, we were at another family's house, and, and me and another kid, we were, we were climbing trees within eyesight of our parents. And I remember my mom specifically warning me to be careful. Be careful. You, you, you don't want to fall and get hurt. 
And wouldn't you know it, I fell out of that tree. But when I fell out of that tree, I landed right on the, the square of my back. And, and it was at that moment that I thought that I had reached the end of my long life at the tender age of six because it knocked the wind out of me. And I don't know if you've ever had the wind knocked out of you, but, but you think that you're dying. And I'm just, I was just gasping for breath. I could not catch my breath. I thought that I was dying. Today I want to share with you a man that didn't climb a tree to die, but he climbed a tree to live. And his name is Zacchaeus. I want to read to you today out of Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, I want to read verses 1 through 10 today. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. It says he, that's Jesus, he entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, during my Wednesday night Bible study this past week, I reached back and, and I sang a few lines from some of my favorite songs that I learned as a child in children's church. You know, some of those songs have taught me some of the, the, the greatest yet simplest of theology that has just been a, a bedrock for, for my faith. And I can't read today's text without thinking of the old song. And I know some of you are already thinking this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Maybe you remember that song. It was such a fun song to sing and it introduced so many children to a man named Zacchaeus. But the song didn't tell us exactly who he was and what he did. And that's probably good because children probably don't need to know all of that. But but who was Zacchaeus? Who was this guy? You see, we know from Scripture that Zacchaeus was a, a chief tax collector in the city of Jericho. And, and just like today, nobody likes tax collectors. Nobody liked tax collectors in first century Palestine. Think about it. You've never had a friend that worked for the IRS because they don't have friends. And often when the Bible speaks of tax collectors, it groups them in with sinners. Listen to this, Matthew 9 and 10. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. Luke 5 and 30. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled, grumbled at his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Luke 15 and 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. Tax collectors and sinners were two peas in a pod. You see, they, they were often grouped together because they were viewed the same way. People looked down upon them because they didn't like them. They didn't like their lifestyle. But there was something about tax collectors and sinners that, that Jesus was drawn to, and they were drawn to him. Not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, but he was a traitor to his own people because he collected taxes for the Romans. 
the Romans were not invited into Israel, but they were there anyway. And, and they came and they took over and they controlled Israel and they made Israel pay the bills. The customary practice for the day was for the tax collector co to collect a quota for Rome. And once he reached that number, anything that he reached above that quota, he could keep for himself. This was extortion. And so they were crooked, they were corrupt, and they were conniving. And, and I guess some things just never change, right? But that's a story for another day. You see, this system made Zacchaeus a very rich man. Taking advantage of others was to his benefit. And I'm sure that Zacchaeus had the nicest robes that money could buy. He probably drove the top-of-the-line chariot. His sandals probably had the Jumpman logo on the side. Zacchaeus was a very rich man. But how many of you know money can't buy happiness? It tries. And I'm not saying that it, it, it can't for a moment, but, but, but money can't buy happiness. You see, it gives you that moment of instant gratification that eventually wears off. It can put a smile on your face and a tear in your eye all in the same day. At best, money is just a seasonal comfort. I've heard it said that money can't buy happiness, but it can buy a boat, and that's close enough. Well, money is meant to be a tool. It's not the goal. Money is meant to be a tool. God doesn't bless you so that you can have bigger and nicer things, although there's nothing wrong with that. But, but understand that God's desire for your life is for you to be conduit. God wants to bless you so that you can bless others. As Vep Ellis wrote in his song, he said, Oh, to be his hand extended, reaching out to the oppressed. Let me touch him. Let me touch Jesus so that others may know and be blessed. God blesses us so that we can bless others. We are the conduit for his love, his grace, and his mercy to flow through our lives. Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the conduit that God chooses to use. He blesses you to bless others. You see, Zacchaeus had the means, but not the mission. His life up until this moment has been self-centered. He watched out for himself and no one else. Nobody liked him. Shoot, he probably didn't even like himself. And something is missing from his life. There is a void in his life. And on this day, he heard that Jesus was passing through town. He had heard about him. And, and he wanted to find out what it was about this man that made him so special. But it was like a ticker tape parade. I mean, the crowds were gathering around to see this man that is healing the sick and raising the dead. Hey, Lazarus had heard that over near Bethsaida, Jesus had multiplied, multiplied five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 men plus women and children. This had to catch the interest of Zacchaeus, and he just wants to see Jesus. I remember years ago, my son, who, by the way, got married yesterday, he wanted to go see his favorite player at the time, which was Kevin Durant. He wanted to go see him play basketball. So me and another father, we loaded up our sons and we took off to Orlando. Having been there before to see the Celtics play, I knew that if you get there early enough, uh, you could go stand near this courtside tunnel 
and and you see the players as they come out and they do this pregame shoot around and uh, and and they're they're still they're not in their uniforms they're 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 just in in mixed match shirts and shorts and, and and as they enter back to the locker room before the arena is filled with people if you're lucky enough they'll stop and they'll sign some memorabilia when Kevin Durant left the court to go back to the locker room and get his uniform on, he, he started signing autographs at the, at the tunnel entrance. And, and we're standing up the ramp a little bit. And he's working his way up the ramp towards us. And he's signing autographs. He's, he's grabbing hats and jerseys and even a couple of shoes. And he's signing them. And, and Caleb has his number 35 Durant jersey in hand. And, and, and he's ready for Kevin Durant to sign this jersey. And he gets right to the, to the kid standing right next to Caleb. And I'm thinking, this is it. He's going to get his, his hero's autograph. He's going to get Kevin Durant's autograph right here. And, and Kevin Durant stops at that kid and goes back to the locker room. And Caleb missed out on getting his autograph. You know, Zacchaeus was just hoping to see Jesus. I, I doubt he wanted an autograph. He climbed up a tree. He just wants to see him. But there's a problem. Zacchaeus is vertically challenged. He's a wee little man. He's not very tall, and it's going to be hard to see over the crowd that has gathered. But this is an opportunity that he doesn't want to miss. So Zacchaeus gets creative. He runs up ahead and he climbs up that sycamore tree so that he can get a better view because if you want to see Jesus, you must climb higher than your circumstances. You've got to get above what's holding you down. You see, your finances might be bankrupt, but you've got to climb above them. Your home might be dysfunctional, but you've got to rise above it. Your marriage might be hanging on by a thread. Climb above it. Maybe you were laid off from your job. Get above it. Maybe the doctor's report is disheartening. Elevate above that. If you don't hear anything else that I say today, church, hear this, get on up. Look at somebody next to you and say, get on up because we got to get above, get higher than our circumstances. And Zacchaeus might have been this low down, dirty scoundrel, but he was determined to see Jesus on that day. He wants to see Jesus. And once he got above the circumstances, the unthinkable happens because Jesus is walking down the road. The crowd is pressing in. He gets to that sycamore tree and, and he looks up and he makes eye contact with Zacchaeus. Verse 5 says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. No introduction needed. Jesus knew him by name. Wait, you know me? You, you know my name? He knows my name. And, and wait, what? You want to come to my house? You see, I, I told you last week that, that that would freak some of us out. No time to clean the house. Jesus has just invited himself over, which he will do sometimes. And, 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 and it, it didn't even phase Zacchaeus. He said he welcomed him joyfully. Jesus is coming over and he's going to see where you live, what you live in, and how you live in it. But don't let that scare you. You see, we're so good at putting on this, this facade the real you is what Jesus wants to see. I, I wonder sometimes if God just gets tired of, of, of the fake facade that we try to portray to make us appear more holy in public. Our facades don't impress God, and when we invite him into our homes, he doesn't want us to try and impress him. God wants the real you. God wants the real me. He's not interested in your, your cyber sanctification where you look holy online. I don't have a problem with, with people, uh, you know, posting and tweeting scriptures and stuff. But, but listen, it goes way beyond that. 
The real Zacchaeus was lost, he was lonely, and he was losing. And nobody knew that better than Jesus. Before he ever looked at him, before he ever called him by name, Jesus knew the situation that this man was in. He knew his circumstances. And he knew that people didn't like him. And so he invites himself over for dinner. And at that dinner that evening, life changes for Zacchaeus. Verse 8 says, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. You see, Jesus looks beyond all of his faults and calls him for who he really is. He may work for the Romans, but this man was a Jew. And Jesus says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus in the house brings purpose to the house. That feeling that you have of discontent, when your life feels meaningless, when you feel like you have no purpose, all of that disintegrates in the presence of the Lord. Psalm 16 and 11 says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. The same crowd that hated Zacchaeus in verse 7. I bet you they started appreciating him in verse 8. Now he's making wrongs right. Instead of wrongfully taking, now he is willfully blessing. Zacchaeus has found purpose in life. Because Jesus in the house brings purpose to the house. You see, I don't want to be just a man. I want to be a man of purpose. I don't want to just be a husband. I want to be a husband of purpose. I don't want to just be a father. I want to be a father of purpose. I don't want to just be a pastor. I want to be a pastor of purpose. Because I understand that when Jesus is in the house, he brings purpose to the house. I think God's calling us today to start living life on purpose. Allowing him to work through us to bless others through us, to know who we are in Christ Jesus, that's purpose. I want to pray for us today and, and that God will fill our spirits with that, that, that purpose. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word today, Lord. I thank you that you are speaking to lives right now. Lord, I pray that you would let a sense of purpose, just let it penetrate each and every individual that's listening right now, Lord. God, if they walked into this online service today just feeling insignificant, Lord, I, I speak purpose over their life in Jesus' name. Lord, if they feel like they're wandering and they feel like they're lost, I speak purpose right now. God, if they're lonely, if they're confused, I speak purpose, Lord. God, let your spirit fill our spirits with purpose, a higher calling, knowing, Lord, that you want to use us. Let us be open to be conduit for your love to flow through. God, use us. Give us purpose, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Maybe you're watching and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity right now. I'm going to make this very simple. I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. But you need to make this prayer your prayer. As I speak this prayer, I want you to look up to heaven. I want you to say these words. I want you to mean these words. People have been praying for you all morning, praying that you would receive the love of Jesus Christ. And today, Jesus wants to forgive you, no matter what you've done, no matter how your life has been played out. I just want you to know God is ready to forgive. And, and, and today, you're going to find that through Jesus Christ. So look up to heaven with me and let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Lord,
I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that he rose again, giving me eternal life. And today I make him the Lord of my life. In his name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Man, we are celebrating with you right now. I know that there are people in, in living rooms all uh, across the area that are just praising God for the salvation that has been brought to your home today, the purpose that has been brought to your life. And, and we want you to tell us about this. You know, your faith is made stronger by the word of your testimony. And, and, and I want you to understand that, that the enemy is going to talk you out of this or try to talk you out of this. But we want you to tell us about what has just happened in your life. And you can do that simply by going to our website. Go to destinycommunitychurch.org slash connect. Go down and fill out the decision form. And, and let us continue to celebrate with you the change that has been, been made in your life today. The forgiveness that has been brought to your household. And, and, and we just celebrate the purpose that, that God is, is doing in your life right now. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.